think all fluency should be the Bambi the Bambi scale. The Bambi scale, yes. Cut, cut, like scrub the European reference framework. Right. Bobbins, nobody needs it. Bambi, Bambi scale. scale. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living and learning the languages. Hello everyone, my name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and today once again I'm here with the co-hostest with the mostest, mostest, Lindsay Williams <laughs> from Lindsay Does Languages. How are you doing? Save me, Lindsay. I'm I'm good. I wondered where that intro was going. Yeah, I'm really great with these intros. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Fluent Fam and all the listeners. Uh, it's lovely to catch up with you today. We've got a, a bumper episode today. I think we've got a really interesting discussion lined up for you. And of course, just a quick catch up on our own language learning progress as well. As this episode goes out, Lindsay, are you in the UK? Yeah, just about hanging on. Just about like back? A, no, just <laughs> just about as in about to leave in like two days at time of recording. So I'm going to Spain for two weeks to habla español. Mm -hmm. And then I fly from Spain to Korea, South Korea. <gasps> so finally get to use Korean in person, in real life for the first time really. Because oh. I know I'm going to be with Shannon for a few days and we initially started learning Korean together back in 2016 and always mm. said, oh, we'll go there one day. It would be fun to have that as like an end goal. And here we are. Have you been language buddying each other recently? Not recently. Mm -hmm. um, we did in the very beginning for like six to nine months, I would say. And then, um, you know, I was going away and all, all sorts of things were going on. And so um, so we stopped learning Korean together and then we picked it up, I would say probably both around similar times, like late 2018. And then we decided, let's go this summer. Mm. And I've recently, oh, just this morning, I was reading your Clear the List article for July. So listeners, if you've never heard of Clear the List before, it's uh, something Lindsay does, I do as well. Lindsay and Shannon host it, so they always do it every month. And I've been really consistent with it, actually, over a year and a half now. I've been checking in every month to talk about my language progress and my language goals. And the same for Lindsay, Shannon, and anybody, if you want to participate, you can post as well. Um, in, in the link up. So I'll put a link to the link up, if that's a thing, in the show notes. And um, Lindsay, so I was reading yours and something interesting, something that caught my eye was you said you, you've normally got your morning time where you sort of do more quiet language learning, but you were doing a lot of Skype lessons in Korean. So how was that different? How was, how was the month and yeah. what did you do in the lessons? So I didn't have, like, I, I, You know, I have that time typically in the morning, like 7 to 8 a.m. where I do my language learning. And then if I have lessons, they tend to fall into that time as well. Especially, you know, it's ideal with a language like Korean because most teachers, their time zones kind of work with that. You know, learning Guarani, I couldn't really have lessons in the morning because my teacher wasn't awake yet. Um, <laughs> so with Korean, it works really well. And it just means like in July, I knew that in August, 
I wouldn't really be at home, you know, being in Spain for those two weeks before, like summer holidays and all of that stuff. And so I thought, let's get as many like lessons and, and speaking practice in as I can before that comes. And then, you know, all of my things with little apps and things where I can be doing a bit more on the road, that sort of thing, um, I can do later in August. So yeah, it's, it's quite different. On the one hand, it's good. I feel good. I feel really good. And like I noticed, um, we do, um, speakeasy sessions in language study club, which are basically come along. What language do you want to practice? Cool. Let's talk. And we got like breakout rooms for different languages and stuff. And, um, we did a Japanese one the other day. I haven't spoken Japanese for ages, but I always felt like my Korean was never quite as strong as my Japanese. Um, and actually I'm sat there and I'm just thinking, well, I, I know what that word is in Korean. <laughs> so, you know, it worked, I think, having those kind of lesson boost in July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what did you do in the lessons? Do you, are you, what level would you think you are in Korean? And how does that, what, what does a lesson look like? Oof, I think it's hard to say what level you are. I'm still very much beginner phase, but I'm like, you know, if before I was Bambi constantly slipping on the ice, now I'm Bambi able to stand with really <laughs> wobbly legs, but still fall over every few minutes, um, <laughs> which I think is a better position to be in. I think all fluency should be the Bambi, the Bambi scale. The Bambi scale. Yes. Cut, cut, like scrub the European reference framework. Right. Bobbins, nobody needs it. Bambi, Bambi scale. scale. Bring it, bring it. <laughs> So in, in the I lessons, think in Chinese, I'm Bambi's just been born. Bambi's just been born. Yeah, opening the eyes, still like, covered in all the goo. <laughs> but you know, the goo, the goo will go. So it's all good. Um, um, so yeah, in the lessons, there's I have two tutors that I've been working with. One I've been working with once a week, um, who's really really great and um, really just gets how I learn. So normally, like. I've worked with some tutors in the past where I'll say, oh, but why is that? Or that word looks like this. Is that the equivalent to this? Or is that such and such? You know, and I'll ask these weird language brain mm. questions. Mm. Um, she gets it and will totally go down oh. that rabbit hole with me and explain everything. It's like, okay, this is amazing. And then with the other tutor who I had sort of more lessons with because um, they were quite new to the platform and um, was were a bit cheaper. So I had sort of the frequency, you know, with, with her. And, um, and yeah, with that, we've been working through a textbook. So lots of like reading passages aloud and answering questions and then like doing little role play dialogues and then kind of doing my own, you know, so that's been quite a nice sort of structure in that way. So it's been quite good having the different, the two different tutors. Mm. I love it. Well, brilliant. And I hope you enjoy Korea. And as listeners are listening to this episode late August, because we're getting, we, we are, I'll we are prepping, there. prepping, prepping, prepping. Ooh. Yeah. You, you'll have to, you'll have to send a, a tweet from Korea saying, fluent show out now, now actually in Korea. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be like pitbull, like, like covering the world, going global. Yeah. Fluent show worldwide. <laughs> Because I'm going to the USA and then I'm going to be in Canada. So if you, no matter where you are in the world, you might catch a glimpse of Lindsay, Shannon or me <laughs> somewhere <laughs> walking about. Now, Lindsay, if I asked you, this is so funny because sometimes it's almost as if I, I've planned this long, long lead up to our sponsor, but I haven't. It's just, it's just such a, almost an obvious answer. Lindsay, if I asked you, where did you find your language tutors? What would you say? Italki. Yes! Bing, bing. She wouldn't say I talk I, listeners. <laughs> 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 
it's <laughs> italki. Um, so italki, if you've never heard about them, are the sponsor of the Fluent Show. And italki is such a resource that it almost goes without saying that this is where we find our online tutors. So if you're hearing these stories of the language tutors that we're working with or online lessons, or you've seen other people taking online lessons, you're going, what gives? Where Where do people find people? Where do people find these wonderful lessons or, you know, like what on earth? How do I get one of these tutors? Well, italki can help. Italki, I-T-A-L-K-I, italki is an online directory where you can find one of over 10,000 tutors that are there waiting for you to drop them a line and teach you. They're ready to teach you a language. And like Lindsay said, and my experience as well, you can find somebody who who gets you, you know, sometimes you got to look around a little bit, but you can try classes with different people, different tutors, they have different styles, like my Chinese tutor essentially has, she's got a PDF of a, of a textbook, like a cute, looks like a kid's textbook a little bit, but it, for a complete beginner, for a Bambi goo covered stage, you know, <laughs> it's, it's been working well. It's sticking. It's Sorry, not the goo, the, the, the metaphor. <laughs> We're riding this metaphor <laughs> all the way, all the way. <laughs> so no matter which Bambi stage you're at, if you're uh, running through the forest or you're just sort of trying to begin to stand on the wobbly legs, it, <laughs> it doesn't matter because you'll find a tutor who, who can really work in the style and, Something I really love about Italki is that the tutors that you get there very often are language learners themselves. They're really into the languages as well because it's it's a really cool side income for lots of people who love languages. You get to spend more time with languages and, you know, get paid for it. So a lot of the tutors are language enthusiasts themselves. And you can... so. This is essentially a description of Italki, but you kind of have to see it for yourself to see how it all works. You see, get this massive directory. Everybody's got a video introducing themselves. You get to see their time zone availability and the range of languages is just huge. So just no further promo. Here's what to do. Go to fluentlanguage.co.uk slash italki. If you've never tried Italki before, they're also throwing in your first lesson for free. 10 free US dollars and you'll be surprised how far 10 US dollars actually gets you. So don't hesitate. Give it a go. There's no embarrassment around it. And good luck on italki. It's fluentlanguage.co.uk slash I-T-A-L-K-I. Thank you so much to italki for sponsoring the Fluent Show. And now it's time to go into today's main topic, which is a big one, big meaty one. And Lindsay... I mean, when was the first time do you think you came across or, or this this type of topic, this type of topic? What we're talking about is the ideas of mindset, mantras, and emotions, and particularly how they can trip you up as a language learner and how we're going to teach you how to bambi hop elegantly over them. Really dragging that bambi along. <laughs> So like the Bambi. Yeah. So we're going to teach you how to elegantly and gracefully step over a few of the hurdles that come up in your mind. And Lindsay, if I read you a few of the ones that, that I recently shared through my Facebook group, tell me if any of these sound familiar and perhaps if it's ever, if these have ever popped up in your mind as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. So these are really, I asked in my Facebook group, Fluent Language Learners, have you ever found yourself thinking any of the following? What other ideas have discouraged you in the past? 
And the most popular one, 25 people, like in one day, 25 people just went and went, yep, that's me, said, I've done some work. Um, and then, but I'm not, I'm not where I should be. I'm, I'm just not, my progress is stuck. I'm not getting there. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. I think we've all felt that. Mm, do you feel that way sometimes? Yeah, sometimes with Korean. Because when you think about it in terms of years, you know, when I say, oh, I started learning Korean in 2016, you then forget the fact that, oh, actually there was like 18 months of that time between then and now when I wasn't learning Korean. And then oh, probably six months of that time, I was doing a little bit of Korean every day because I was doing lots of other languages, you know? And then you feel like, I've done all of this time, three years. I'm not where I should be. I should be fluent by now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why is progress? And it's that weird feeling that, um, like, like th it's like there's a timeline in all of our heads, and we we need to be somewhere along that timeline. So that's a that's mm -hmm. a classic. And I confess, I felt like that too. Of course, I felt like that too. It's just there's nothing, there's nothing quite as heart sinking as going into a conversation and realizing, oh my god, I've I seem to have just wasted the last year. Um, mm -hmm. And it can really knock your confidence. It can make you feel like, well, clearly I'm dumb. So there's that one. The next one, oh, that was so popular as well. And this is the thought, am I doing this right? Am I learning languages in the right way? Hmm. Yes. Again, because you feel like this, especially, you know, when you've, well, not even when you're learning sort of a big language quote unquote but like you just feel like there's so much out there am i doing the right thing with my time is this the best use of my time to to do this thing that i'm doing to learn you know just mm, mm, sort of the, the second guessing mm. and i found now that i'm like i felt the last maybe two three languages like with welsh this didn't really come i i felt fairly confident but again it's it's that um, I've previously talked on the podcast about metalinguistic awareness and kind of, I think there is awareness of your own learning and your own confidence. So when you're on, when like me, you're on language, whatever number eight or nine or whatever it is, and you kind of go into it, you, you kind of have expectations. And as long as it sort of falls within your expectations, you're cool. But recently with Chinese, with Mandarin, everything, it felt like everything was different. Everything was just you know, and then I was, I spent a lot of time going, am I doing this right? Because there's an extra factor or there's perhaps like two extra factors. There's the factor I've never done an Asian language before. And mm. then there is the factor there's characters. There's a whole different script mm. to learn. And do I learn the script? Don't I learn the script? How much should I put into it? That was a. How much script do I need to learn before I actually learn to speak? Yeah. And That's am I a, a rubbish one. learner if I don't do any script? Yeah. Oh, gosh. And so, so a lot of, you know, exactly that, like the insecurities came back. And then, you know, I, I do a class and the teacher doesn't do the script as much. And I'm thinking, oh my God, am I, you know, like, are we doing this right? Does she think I'm dumb? Um, there's just so much nonsense that goes through your head or is it nonsense? So we'll, I guess we'll come to that in a minute. And, um, okay, here are a few more. So tell me if this one sounds familiar. This was suggested by Brittany who, who, um, suggested an answer in this Facebook poll and she said, I struggle to remember things and I have to repeat the same things mm. again and again. I think the thought that then comes into your mind when that happens is, is my brain somehow not wired for this? Right. And then I think as well, like 
we feel like, okay, you do it once and then that's it. You can do it. But that's not the case. You know, if you think about everything else in your life, like learning to ride a bike, learning to do anything, you know, to play the guitar, you don't just pick up a guitar and all of a sudden you're like strumming out, I don't know, the Beatles right away. No, (laughs) you know, and we don't always give that same sort of Mm, practice allowance space to languages do we Mm, it's that really it's and and we don't give ourselves the the space to need to to, like the space to forget basically Mm. it's like forgetting for a lot of language learners is this massive warning sign Mm. but i think it's i think it's possible to to overreact to it and i'm not saying this like everybody else does this it's i've i've overreacted to it as well when you mm. you know you, you're suddenly in a conversation environment and either it's a word that you've heard a million times and it's just gone yeah. ah, ah so annoying and you just feel like god you know like go back to lesson five do lesson bloody five again or um it's it's just feeling like suddenly there's a lot of gaps and you you know, it might not even be something that you've you've studied a lot, but there's just suddenly all these gaps showing up. Mm. So those, yeah, that's a a big confidence knock. Um, and then and then this is another one that somebody else suggested, which I think goes with this. Um, am I doing this the right way? Uh, and there, in, some prenner said he's embarrassed by people who started learning after me, but are way ahead of me already. Oh yeah, yeah, so much, so much. That's a good addition. Yeah. Do you sometimes feel because, well, I'm Lindsay does languages, I should be doing languages better? Yeah. Sometimes you feel like, like, you know, since I started Lindsay does languages, it's definitely made me learn better, I think, because I'm thinking about it, the process and everything more. And I'm like actively dedicating time to learn languages rather than just when I feel like it or when I want to, um, you know, because how could I do this job if I'm not learning a language myself? Mm. Um, but then, yeah, you know, every now and then part of that creeps in of like, well, how could I do this job if I'm not the best at learning languages? But I've, you know, I've learned how to deal with that and kind of get rid of that sort of thought pretty quickly. But yeah, I think this is a really big, uh, this is a very good addition that I think we can relate to. Mm. There's this classic, I'm not an expert sort of feeling, which I think every mm. language learner, if you are listening to this and you you have been studying a language and usually, I imagine you picked up this episode and you listened to this episode because you can recognize the feeling that you're not there where you should be, which means you're beyond the kind of glorious first two weeks of being able to order a beer for the first time in your life, right? This is, I think these, this, I just follow this crisis of mindset we'll we'll come to it i think in a minute it it's really it it's almost a sign that you're advancing it's a sign that things are going the way that they should if you're starting to doubt how they are going and um something something that richard commented in the facebook group so this is my last quote from the facebook group which is, is it was a wonderful discussion and um if you haven't participated with it yet but you want to participate you're very much invited to come and join us in fluent language learners it's a very interesting place to discuss this richard put from a tutor's perspective i may be exactly where i should be but i may feel like i'm supposed to be further along mm. 
and this is this leads us i think to this to this idea of of mindset and something okay i want to start off with something that i learned about when i was doing translation studies which isn't necessarily mindset uh but it's narrative have you heard of the idea of of narrative in in linguistics in 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 sociology and in, in storytelling generally in in storytelling but yeah not really in the other sort of areas so narr- enlighten me <laughs> oh gosh narrative is if you're a translator let's say you're a translator so that's the context in which i learned to probably be managing best to explain it that way if you're a translator the narrative is the way that you see the world and how it can color how you are reflecting repeating translating without wanting to um and without intending to interpreting what is said and what it what comes through so it's a filter um it's a filter that you put on on how you see the world essentially um so a narrative is basically the context into which you put everything that happens to you and we you learn about this in psychology as well so if you're doing um cognitive behavioral it's, it's not so much a narrative but it's also the idea is really for example if you're having a if you if you're waking up in the morning and you're having a Let's say you're waking up in the morning, you're feeling a bit groggy and you're just not quite with it and you maybe stub your toe as you limp into the bathroom and then in your head you start going, ah, oh, it's that kind of day. It's a rubbish day. Mm. And you you have then essentially started telling yourself a story. So the narrative has started of this is my bad day that I'm having. And then every experience that that comes along during that day, if you're not careful, so so it's not something that we can't help, but it's something that, that our um our brains like to make sense of stuff. So it's something that we fall into. Um then everything starts to fall into, well, I'm having a bad day. You know, mm. oh, this mm. has happened. Oh, I've spilled some coffee. Terrible day. Not like but whereas if you were in a different kind of mindset, you know, this is where the mindset thing comes in. If you're telling yourself a different story, it could be Oh yeah, man, we've got we've got fresh coffee beans in. This is amazing. And oh yeah, you know, a coffee machine's rocking it this morning, or you know, whatever it is. You can fall into I'm having a terrible day, I'm having a good day. It's um something I thought about when I was putting this together was the idea we say people have rose-tinted glasses on when they're in love, you know? Mm. Has this ever happened to you where you just not necessarily in love, but you're just so happy and in such a good mood that there's nothing that could possibly knock you. Yeah. And I think equally on the other side, like you mentioned, you know, one bad thing happens and then you think, God, that's it. Day's ruined. Um, I remember, um, where we used to live, um, there was someone who would walk around the village and you'd always say morning. And, you know, even if it, every day, no matter what the weather was, even if it was raining rather than be like, Oh, a miserable day today, isn't it? And put a whole kind of negative view on the whole day, just based on the fact that there's water falling from the sky. Um, he would be like, Oh, isn't it brisk today? Or isn't mm-hmm. it fresh? And, and really almost put a positive spin. And I thought, Oh, that's, that's lovely. That's something to try and take into, into life in general, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that person might have had the, a, a positive mindset. So the idea of mindset is then to, to take that narrative setting to really, and often we have to make ourselves do this. And I think this episode, we're sort of talking about 
the the possibility of of making ourselves do this and also how we cultivate in how we can cultivate it in others almost like almost like that guy did did for you mm. a mindset is i guess your default narrative it's like the mental filter that you put on everything that happens in your life and particularly the the default story that you reach for when something starts to throw you i think in in learning so when you're learning when you're learning a language you can get yourself into into quite a pickle if most british thing i've ever said i think <laughs> you can get yourself you can get yourself <laughs> some problems if if you are in this negative mindset so i think This is probably a good time to introduce the idea of the fixed and the growth mindset because we're coming to we're coming to a big big factor that matters so much to learners which is the idea of intelligence, talent, innate skill and whether you are good enough to to do this, whether you're good enough to learn a language. So Lindsay, what do you know about the growth and the fixed mindset? Mm. So this originated from Carol Dweck, I believe, um, who, and there's a TED talk, I'm sure we'll link in the show notes so you can kind of see how to explain this for yourself. But basically this, this idea of a fixed mindset is sometimes the default, um, where, you know, we're, we're telling ourselves maybe it's something like, I don't have the gene for language learning. Um, I don't have the talent for language learning or I'm too old for language learning. And that is then blocking us for making any progress or any of those things that we that, that Kirsten shared from the Facebook group you know I've done some work but I'm not where I should be um am I learning languages the right way I struggle to remember I've got to repeat things therefore my brain isn't wired the right way you know all of these things mm. um are fixed but what Carol Dweck proposes and has done lots and lots of research into to prove this is that that isn't like a personality um you know it's not an element of our dna having a fixed mindset it's mm -hmm. something that we can actually develop into a growth mindset which is a much more positive view on the world um in terms of you know so let's say let's take that first one let me just scroll to the first one so i've done some work but i'm not where i should be so if that were in a sort of growth mindset, that would be perhaps something more like, I've done some work. I'm not where I imagined I would be right at the start, but I didn't know then what I know now already. Mm -hmm. So let's reevaluate where I am and let's like, you know, make some sort of achievable and realistic goals as we move forward to get me to where I wanted to be at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of, you know, I know that one sounded a lot more wordy, but <laughs> that's just off the top of my head, right? So you're kind of, just changing the word and you know the easiest way to do this is just with one word one word yeah yet. oh oh yes right mm-hmm so if we go back again and look at that first one i've done some work but i'm not where i should be yet now it's still a little bit fixed mm. but you know we're, we're getting there um and i think imagine examining any should that you put any should that you put into your life and sometimes they're justified but it, they 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 come and they they tear at us and i think should is a word that really can tear you down yeah definitely mm. and this this reminds me of um so this is a Kirsten's therapy session but this reminds me of cbt cognitive behavioral therapy are you aware of that a little bit. Mm. So, so in essence, in in CBT, there's the there's one practice that you can do, which is putting a thought on trial. Mm. 
And um, this is, I sort of wrote down a few of the typical thoughts and then I tried to kind of go, oh, well, what is, what is that in a nutshell? What is the feeling behind that? You know, like what does, um, where do we get, you know, like where do we, where do we end it up? And when you put a thought on trial, you, you do it like you're in, you're in a trial. You go, ah, um, your honor, what is the evidence for this? What is the evidence that I'm not where I should be? Like, is there any evidence, you know, like what, uh, or what is the evidence that I am so forgetful that I can't possibly manage a language? You look mm. for the evidence and you can be you know, like unbiased. You can, you can go, well, I did a lesson and I, you know, like this sucked and that sucked and try and be really specific. And then you do, what is the evidence against, <laughs> you know, like, what is the evidence right. against where I should be? And then you, in that column, say you might put what what is you know like what is should what is the timeline actually i you know like for the amount of hours i've put in and i'm not following a class and there's nobody else and turns out i'm measuring myself by standard of person x who isn't like me and whose life isn't like mine so you really go for against and then look at it again and you ask yourself on evidence is this thought true and then you can and then you can work on you know, turning that for around and really thinking, for example, something like yet. So mm -hmm. something that something that can, I guess, make it better. So I've got I've got some thoughts for you, um, and a lot of these to me um, translated into into the same, almost into the same, um, yeah, the, the same one, the sentence. same kind of like root. Yeah, 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 yeah. The same, the same nutshell um they all fall into so if i read you these tell me tell me if i'm right because you know i'd, I'd um and and listeners perhaps you you as well let me know if any of these ring true so thoughts i have seen and thoughts that we saw earlier from our facebook group so number one uh blank because <laughs> it could be icelandic or welsh or chinese or guarani um is a hard language i don't think i can do this language because it's hard mm. to me there's a level on which that translates into, well, I'm not smart enough to do that language. Mm. So if you looked at evidence, other people have learned it, mm. likely, unless it's super miniature minority language. So number two, anything that goes, am I studying enough? Is my method effective enough? What is my learning style? What is everybody else doing? Am I doing it like so-and-so? Um, am I? That to me falls down into, yeah, but, but am I smart enough? Like, am I, and, and it's almost smart is even, can be taken away from there. And there's the feeling of, am I enough? Yeah. Am I good enough as well? I would say. Yeah. 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 Am, am I good enough? Do I have time enough? And it's this continuous, like, like, do I measure up? Mm. So the next one is, is similar to that, which is this, I'm not at the level where I should be. I've seen this as I'm not doing well enough. I keep trying, but I can't get the concept down. Everybody else is progressing faster. And again, it's am I not smart? Am I smart enough, right? Mm. Am I fast enough? Am I capable enough? So there's a real like it, it's it's like existential, right? It's like, am I am I allowed to do this? Um and then the next one I wrote down the obstacles I'm facing are unique, which to me was like anything that anything that has that goes into an area where you start going, well, yes, but my situation, my particular mm. situation is, is these are the reasons I, I can't basically. So this is, this is falling into 
um, finding finding excuses. And I will I will say more about excuses in a minute because we I think there's there's a fairness and a consideration that needs to be that is required. But if whenever you say something like, well, yeah, but I, but I'm traveling so much, or like, but you know, like, does I I am just uniquely like like I am this is just not my learning style. I think I think learning style yeah. considerations or when people say, well, I'm a visual learner. And um, that's why I'm an early bird. I'm a night owl. Mm-hmm. I'm an extrovert. I'm an introvert. An introvert. I'm a that's this. A I'm a that. Yeah. So anything like that, it it trans uh, to me. There's a level on which again that comes down to well, here are the ways in which I'm not enough, mm. and I've I've given myself something that I've given myself a rational reason for that. Mm. Um, and the, the, the next one is similar to that, which is this, I'm too old, I'm too forgetful, I d- the too old, like my brain's not what it used to be, mm. um, which is, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I'm 36, I'm not allowed to talk, speak to actual old age and actual, you know, like general, genuine biological things that happen, but there are learners out there who, who are managing it. And I guess the idea is really, we'll get to this in a minute, I think, it's like, it, it's not about perfecting is it it's about trying yeah or i would argue not even trying like to quote yoda do or do not there is no try right whoa and it's whoa well that was like a real kind of dude bro mind blown noise <laughs> what you just made but it's like dude. it's <laughs> whoa but it's like you know you, you you do it or you don't do it and if you do it you do it to the best of your ability you know I see yeah. this with sport all the time. There's so many parallels always, language learning and sport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you do, and and then it doesn't matter how well you do? Yeah, pretty much. Like I, I did this thing, I posted about it on Instagram because it was a really big thing for me. Um, I did this ultra marathon, which basically means anything longer than a marathon. So this was like the shortest ultra marathon you could do. I love do. the way you keep trying to minimize it by saying anything longer than a marathon. Well, and if, if some, it's like a meter longer than a marathon, Lindsay, it's still a marathon. It's Well, no, because <laughs> some ultra marathons are like days long, right? Yeah. And like hundreds of kilometers, like the Marathon de Sable, which is like the sand marathon in Morocco. <sighs> oh, man. why would you? but at the same time so that's why i like to just preface but this was a huge thing for me i'd never done anything no i'd never gone that far in one sitting or one standing i should say um and i had no idea what to really expect i had to do lots of the training on my own because ashley had hurt his back so i was running all these long distances on my own for training that i'd never really done before Mm. um and that was really tough and on the day you know it turned out a lot of people actually walk a lot of that distance that seems to be like what ultra marathons are in my in my very very limited experience you know people would be at the food stations like with picnic blankets and like the food stations were insane it was like going into a boots to get a meal deal you know oh lovely so, it was amazing <laughs> like, okay i'll do an ultra marathon right great. yeah it is it is <laughs> sunday but, out so there was this whole new thing and so i didn't run all the way mm-hmm. but i finished it you know? Yeah. So I did it. Well, you did an ultra marathon. Exactly. Yeah. And I can say that for the rest of my life. And if I want to go back and do one and run it all the way, I can do that too. You're making me feel so reassured right now because I've signed up for a 10k and I don't know if, like, I was like, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, you can do a 10k. You can get to the finish line. 
Well, yeah, yeah. And you I- set yourself a goal of how you want to get there. And if that goal is I want to finish, then that's what you do. If your goal is I want to run the whole way, that's what you do. Sorry, this has turned into a podcast about running. I was actually thinking like the, the sports show. <laughs> Welcome to the sports show. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there are lots of parallels. And yeah. so, yeah, I think you, you, the you, trick you do is signing or you up. don't do. Yeah. And it, with language learning as well, so here we, we, we are, we are really pulling it back. And listeners, if you were wondering why we're, but it, 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 Lindsay's right. The parallel is there because this is a both, I think, um, exercise and language learning are hobbies, often leisure activities in which we, we challenge ourselves and we relish the challenge. Like we're here for the challenge, but at the same time, the challenge keeps, keeps throwing us. And the, the thoughts, any of these, I'm not enough thought brings us back to like, that's the growth mindset. And something that Carol Dweck says, the, the, um, mindset guru lady, she's, she says in, in, um, the Google talk that I watched, which you'll also find in the show notes, you can have a growth mindset in one area of your life and a fixed mm-hmm. mindset in another. So that the fixed mindset means my capabilities, my skill, my talent is fixed. So, for, for me, listeners grow, growing up, I was good at languages and I, I love, love languages, but I was terrible at exercise. I was, I was a, a lot less fit than I am now. And I was, I was bigger than I am now. And, and all of those things that you, you associate with somebody not being able to exercise. And when I think back now, as soon as I started taking dance classes, I was dancing loads. I was moving around load. I was, I, I think I was building my fitness just fine. But in my head, I, I just wasn't connecting this. And I thought, well, I'm just a person who is like destined to be, um, f- fat and unfit. This is who I am. Hand me the crisps. And, and to, to change that has, changed my life and could kind of take you know like really makes a massive difference and what what i sometimes see is is that people fall into a similar thing with language learning and the difficult thing is really when it gets hard and you realize that like no matter if it's exercise or if it's languages you 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 meet your edge or both of this is about is about meeting your edge and and about and about finding that point where you, you you can't get up the hill without walking or you can't get through the conversation without switching back to English. These are, these are very, very similar in terms of this is where your edge is. And that if your, if your mindset is fixed, this again, this idea of the growth versus fixed mindset, if you've got the fixed mindset, that is the point where you start thinking, well, this is it. I, I can, I, I got here. I can't go any further. Look at everybody else going past me. They are different. They are better. They are able to do something that I am not because I'm not smart enough and I don't have the brains and the skills and I'm just not a language person. And when you end it there, what you're not doing is you're not acknowledging the circumstances that may have been different for that person versus you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying that then, be, that then becomes an excuse, but I think that what, you know, what, what you see when you see someone else, um, speaking, using a language, right? 
you just see in the tip of the iceberg yeah. of, of like the good bit that looks nice in the sun. You're not seeing the bit underneath that's like got bits of algae growing on it and like mm-hmm. fish going at it like meh, 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 meh. and you know, all the gross bit and all the hard work and the, the grit and the, ta- the dedication and the hours that they've spent to get to where they are. Oh you my don't gosh. see that. Yes. Nobody puts we forget their Bambi that. stages on, on Instagram. It's very rare. Yeah. And I really try. Add one challenge. Um, I've been uploading my videos for Korean for that. And I sit down in the chair and I don't prepare anything. I just sit down and I turn on the camera and I just speak in Korean for as long as I can. And, you know, it's wobbly legs time. But mm. in terms of Bambi, not like I'm sat there with my legs shaking, but... I, I do it because I think it's important to to kind of show the underside of the iceberg as much as possible. Absolutely. And and here I want to I want to also really bring bring it back to circumstances. Sort of something the fixed and growth mindset is often used in education. And it's it's now it's it's really kind of come through schools. And sometimes I think can be confused with this idea of meritocracy. And meritocracy can be can be a dangerous idea because we it's easy to fall into an assumption that everybody's circumstances and life situations are the same. And this is just, I want to acknowledge that people are different. Obstacles are real. This world is not even keel and accesses to accesses, access doesn't have a plural access to opportunity is not always equal so for example if you're disabled if if you're from a, a background where in your family education just isn't isn't um as valued as if your dad if your dad's a lawyer right education is valued differently in your family growing up and you'll you'll have you might even have more books around than if your dad's a farmer this is just facts and perhaps maybe you not even not even the value of education but the accessibility to education as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah or if you you know if you're in if you're from the countryside somewhere you might not it might be much much harder for you to get to go to go to the country's best school that happens to be in london or in tell me an american city new york there you go <laughs> you know, like it, perhaps you're from a minority that's been subject to discrimination where, you know, we're, we've recently talked about indigenous languages, people being told they're stupid for speaking a different language. So um, if you've been subject to discrimination, if you're a woman, possibly you're you're not white, you absolutely don't have the leg that say the, the, the Boris Johnson's of this world get. So Boris Johnson, just as an example, somebody who is privately eaten you know elite into elite school educated and and given this network and there is a lot of research into private school educations sorry welcome we've come from the sports corner to Kirsten's socialist corner but um there is a lot of there's a lot of evidence in research that has looked at mindsets and confidence that students come out with and not every student comes out of secondary education in the same way and one of the big advantage that a private school gives you is that you come out feeling much more like you are capable so so this idea of the mindset i i just wanted to say this because i don't want to negate that life isn't always fair so if you if you felt if you feel like when somebody says you know excuses are being made if you feel like no no it's a real life problem that that needs to be acknowledged and there is truth in that but in uh, on the big picture the uh, the mindset exercise and it's actually been mindset has been mindset training um has been 
used particularly in, in disadvantaged environments sometimes, it's about recognizing your worth. It's about celebrating the skills, the talent, the resourcefulness and the grit that you do have and knowing that you are not alone. You are not uniquely struggling in, in the sense that you are so dumb that everybody else is smarter than you. Um, and something I just said there is grit. And Lindsay, you've recently read the, the grit book. So I wanted to ask you about that. What do you, what, what have you learned about grit? What does it mean, grit? First of all, I'm biting my tongue to not do a Boris Johnson impression right now. Um, <laughs> secondly, grit. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so grit, uh, yeah, it's a book by Angela Duckworth mm -hmm. um, that I read in January as part of Language Study Club. And um, it's really the, the kind of, you know, TLDR of the book is that talent will only get you so far. So, you know, saying I'm not talented in language is is redundant because talent in anything will only get you so far. What really makes the difference and really kind of pushes you over the edge and into sort of new heights with any skill and equally with languages is the grit that you have, the hard work that you commit to putting into things. And that's what makes the difference, not talent. So where does... This is, this is interesting because there's an article I read about uh, growth mindset and all this. Again, you'll find all this in the show notes, listeners, which are at fluent.show slash 149. There's an article I read, which was an interview with a head teacher. And I thought it was really interesting. Um, a head teacher for Americans is, a, is the principal of a, of a school. So he said, the growth mindset is really handy to talk, to essentially say to a student, Work harder, you'll get there. And if you said to, you know, if a head teacher says to a 15-year-old, work harder, they could sort of shrug that off and go like, yeah, sure, like oldie, of course you, you'll tell me that. That's a lazy thing to tell me. But to, to phrase it in the context of the, the, the growth and your potential and really just saying like, no, no, you, you know, like you're not at your limit. It might feel like you're at your limit, but, you know, your limit is not here. Your limit is further in, it's, I don't know, your limit doesn't exist, really. Your limit's, the limit does not exist. The limit, there's ain't no limits. We're limitless. Limitless Oh, you language. didn't get my reference. No. Oh, I'm disappointed. Tell me. I don't think we can no longer podcast together. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the limit does not exist. It's a Mean Girls reference. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I shall... One of my top three films. Oh, oh well, it, uh, you've just given me a reason to watch Mean Girls again. Uh, the, you, you, no one ever needs a reason to watch Mean Girls again. All right, that's going in the show notes. Listeners, <laughs> if you've never watched Mean Girls, do watch Mean Girls. It's, it's, it's good. <laughs> okay. So, uh, where was I? The limit does not exist. So, so you saying work harder. Um, that, that just reminded me of that. And so the, the idea of grit. So let's say you're feeling like you're already working harder, but you're still hitting the limit. It doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. And so the grit is the determination to, to work through that and to figure out, okay, what do I need to change? What do I need to do instead to actually keep going and, and to keep going through those moments of like, you know, this, this when you do get into fixed mindset mm -hmm. thoughts to work through all of that stuff. So it, it ties in really nicely with, with growth mindset, I think. That's true. That's true. So really, do you think anyone can learn a language without personal grit? Without personal grit? Yeah. 
I don't know, a personal, is there, is there a social grid? Not sure. Oh, Maybe. no, sorry. I, I just meant without was the, was the highlighted word. I That's just right. emphasized yes. it Do wrong. Do you think anyone can learn a language without grit? Um, yeah, but grit will get you further. Mm, explain. You know, you could, anyone could learn how to say hello, thank you, maybe even a few more phrases and sentences, maybe even have a little bit of a basic conversation. You know, if they're in school and they're going to a class every single week that, you know, they probably wouldn't do if they had the choice, but they're there and they're picking it up. Maybe, maybe that person would be able to learn a language, but someone who goes to that same class and actually goes home and has the, the grit, right? The determination and the hard work that they put in to learning more of that language and remembering more of that language and embedding that language more into their brain and into their life, they're going to go further. Mm-hmm. True. Well explained. So I will move on to, I think, a question that is probably obvious in, 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 in the minds of, of our listeners. So it's certainly obvious in my mind, which is, all right, Where's the grit? Give me the grit. Where do I get it? Where do I get? <laughs> um, so I want to preface this with with um, a few perhaps truisms. Sort of here's a, here's a few here's a few lines, wise lines or medium wise lines. Number one, if you believe you're going to fail, you're probably going to fail. True or false? Yeah. If you believe you're going to succeed, you can succeed. Yeah. Like you might still fail, but certainly if you believe you're going to succeed, your likelihood certainly goes up. Yeah. You might fail. You might, Bambi legs might cave in, but Mm -hmm. if you believe you're still going to succeed, then you're going to get back up on those Bambi legs. That's it. And that is the grit, isn't it? It's like get back up on the Bambi legs and eventually Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll become a a beautiful deer. A strong stag. And there's the Henry Ford quote that is attributed to Henry Ford that, that, I, that came to my mind, which I really like, which is whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Mm. I love that. I love, I love this. I love this. Like, no matter what it is, it's kind of, it's true. Like, there's so much self-fulfilling prophecy in us. We're kind of always right about what we believe. And that's why it's so important to have this mindset to, to, to work on, on recognizing anytime you tell yourself a story about your language learning ability, when you meet that edge, you have to have the story ready that I'm getting back on those Bambi legs. You do get to decide that you are good at this. And sometimes, so, so I'm, I'm going to come to, to mantras in a minute. You know, mantras are these, how would we describe them? Positive statements that you can say, often about yourself. Hmm. And the, when I first started playing around with this, which, which I've actually, I've got one that, that, that helped me feel more self-confident. This is, gosh, this is embarrassing, but hey, Fluent Show, I'm here for you. And uh, when you doubt yourself, and the first time I tried it with these, I felt like 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 it's 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 an outrage like how who am i that i get to say something this nice about myself that's how i felt like as if the belief police are going to come around and they're going to go like kirsten look big too you're too big for your boots ah was it the 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 belief police or was it stormzy (laughs) it was it was not stormzy (laughs) oh that's a shame yeah no vossy bop in here 
Yes, it's my You're pocket. You're way too big for your boots. No. <laughs> It was, you know, that's a, it's a genuine kind of, kind of feeling that I had, like no matter how hard I work is I, for a long, long time, I felt I can't really say much nice stuff about myself because that's, that's bragging. That's not modest. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like we're kind of taught in society, I think to, mm. to not be arrogant or braggy or show offy. Yeah. And then what happens is I think we tend to go too far in the other direction yeah tend to become really self-critical overly yeah yeah which i think is potentially more damaging Mm -hmm. so a nice balance in the middle especially women i think it it happens especially to to women that where it's really you know we've had modesty bred into us so i want to get to to the idea of of the mantra because that is one way to get around this so previously we talked about a grit in general so there's the putting your thought on trial that's a great thing to do you know know, like really go what what evidence is there for this what evidence is there against this and um, there's an episode where I talked about how I learned English and something I did in, in English. And I don't know why, I don't know how, but I just decided that I'm good at this. I Like no one, I knew I was going to be good at English before I even had lessons in English. I don't mm. know why, I've no clue. Um, I cannot give you a step-by-step how to reproduce this belief, but I always knew I was going to be good at this. I just decided. Um, and no one ever came to check. No one ever went, no, no, you don't get to decide that. So there is... You mean the belief police didn't come knocking? They did. <gasps> <laughs> the belief police never, they never found me. Here I am in England. Oh. <laughs> but you know, like you do, I think with, with languages that, that road is open to you as a, as a, as a language learner today as well. No matter which language you're learning, if you're listening to this, try it. Just have a day where you go like, do you know what? I have decided I am flipping awesome at this language and no one can come and get me. And that is that is the second one, and then that kind of goes into mantras. And then here is is Lindsay's Lindsay's technique that you recommend that you recommended before. So would, I think I want to recommend that again as a as a avenue that is open to you if you if you are doubting yourself. And that is the power of yet. Mm. So can you give us some examples of of how that might work? Yeah. Um- I'm not fluent yet. <laughs> That's the obvious one. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that makes a big difference. I'm not fluent. Full yet. stop. Give up now versus I'm not fluent yet. You know? Um, or oh, you can add it to anything, really. And it's, it's some of, some of the times it doesn't quite get to a full sort of growth mindset. How am I going to do this kind of statement? But it does get you halfway there, at least. So, you know, I'm not as good as I should be yet or I can't speak yet. Mm hmm. I can't, I just can't remember how to conjugate verbs yet. Yeah. It's coming. Everything in time. Everything in time and knowing that you have time. So, um, a great, a great thing that I do actually remember about myself in, in sports, in business and in languages is I have everything I need and that includes time. Mm. Have everything I need. It's fine. Like, yeah, like we'll, we'll get there. And it's, I, I like that feeling. I like this thought i have everything i need because it makes me realize this the the enoughness that there is actually enough around me and instantly i feel ha calmer Mm. and and a little bit more positive so the 
an advanced way of of doing a mantra. So I think we'll we've got a few that that I've I've researched and I've, I think a few hippy dippy ones and a few more educational ones that that you may want to adopt. So we'll we'll run through those. But if you want to experiment with making a mantra that is particularly relevant to you or that you really feels you can take over, something I've done in the past that works is. First of all, think about what you're worried about. Think about a specific thing that you are scared of or that makes you uncomfortable. So it could be, I've forgotten everything again, or it could be something like, I just can't conjugate verbs or my online teacher thinks I'm stupid or whatever, you know, something like that. What is that situation like? And then think of yourself overcoming it and almost you know, like, what's it going to be like when you're through that? How does it feel? How do you, how do you move and sound even? Do you, especially with language, this is important. Like, how do you sound when you get in there? And then distill that into a sentence that you can say to yourself again and again, because this is powerful because it addresses the particular doubt that you have in your mind. So what we, what we had earlier with, with Facebook, for example, we've got, um, Ingrid saying, sometimes I think, oh God, I'm never going to understand native speakers. Never going to understand native speakers. I just don't get what they're saying. So the way that you can work around that, how would you, like Lindsay, help me out. How would we, how could we make that into something that you can say to yourself again and again and again? Uh, again, and you mean something short? Because yeah. I like the lengthy ones. Ah, oh, mm. oh give me a lengthy one then. Um, so I'm never going to understand native speakers. I would say, I can't understand native speakers as well as I'd like to yet, but I know that if I do the right activities, one day this is going to happen. Ah, oh, I like and that. Then, I like it. And then kind of lay out, you know, the activities that would need to happen mm. as like goals and stuff. It addresses the how in a really good way. Yeah. Mm. It gives you a, a really empowering plan. Mm. See, for me, if it was just the first part, mm -hmm. like... Like one day I'll be able to speak with native speakers. If you just do it that way and make it into a one-liner for me, yeah. that feels a bit wishy-washy and kind of like wishful thinking. So I need to see a bit more in there, mm. you know? Kevin DePore. Ah, I feel a little bit... Did I you miss my other Mean Girls reference? No, I got uh, it. I got it. I got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> that wasn't the reaction oh, I was oh, hoping oh, for. Oh, sorry. That's mm. okay. You got I'll it. i you off. <laughs> <laughs> There are no limits. <laughs> the limit does not exist. <laughs> so <laughs> this is this is one of the this is one of the most fun and hippiest episodes I've ever done. See, I quite like making the one liner that I can just whip out and that is that is catchy and I can say it to myself again and again and again. And it does Lindsay makes a good point. There is the the wishful thinking aspect so so we don't want to go into like the secret and flipping power of attraction and all that kind of stuff like that's not necessarily where i want to lead with with all of this or where i want to end this this uh this conversation uh but i found in order to build your confidence and get yourself to feeling where you 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 build your sense of capability something that i might want to do with i'm worried i don't understand native speakers could be to think about the, the the ideal situation, the goal, and and really think about what what can I say say to me? What sentence? What thought? What would the positive thought look like? So it could be. It's easy to understand native speakers, like 
it's 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 easy. I feel like it's easy. There is a sense of ease. And what that does for me is it unblocks a feeling that I I just didn't feel I was able to access if I really think through that. It, it unblocks a sense of confidence. And then that to realize that that feeling is accessible at all, even through even through just a sentence that you're just telling yourself, it's a bit like smiling at yourself in a mirror, you know, and it makes you, it lifts your mood. To realize that that feeling is actually accessible and it is out there for you to to reach for, I find that incredibly motivating. I find mm. it really helpful. So with this 10K, I might, I might think, I'm crossing the finish line. Like, yeah. I've crossed the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like I've run across the finish line and I can, I can play around with that and go like, I've run across the finish line. I do, I do a sprint on the last half, I don't know, last 200 meters. I'm sprinting them or whatever it is. So, and that makes, what it does is it turns something that your, your current brain or like your brain is telling you that's not possible. It turns it into something where you know it's possible because I'm imagining it. Mm. And if I can, it's that thing again, if you believe you're going to succeed, your likelihood of succeeding is so, so much bigger. Absolutely. Mm. So some people like like the, the mantra, the little one, uh, or, or like Lindsay, like what is open to you? I think this is really cool. Is this like the success plan? The I'm going to add yet, and then I'm going to talk about the how. Mm. And I love what you said there. If I do these activities, then I will get there. Hmm. Like it just yeah. again, it's it's it makes it possible. So, shall we end on reading out a few suggestion mantras? Okay, go yeah, for it. <laughs> okay. So, finish finishing the podcast. Um, maybe maybe we'll take turns and see see how it makes you feel saying these. Some of these are a bit. I, I mean, I took out these are the hippy dippy ones. I found on the internet, and if you want to, if you're on the internet, if you've never Googled mantras or something like that, there's some proper stuff out there. Um, so, and there's a Louise Hay is a person who who did a lot of work with affirmations and mantras. So this is going into the field of affirmations. And but the first one, this is the one that I said to myself, I think for a whole year, and it actually helped me feel more confident. <laughs> so I'm going to proclaim that one with confidence and try. You ready? Mm. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I approve of myself and I feel great about myself. My high self-esteem enables me to respect others and beget respect in return. That beget is a word I found on beget. the internet. Beget. That's beget. A fancy. <laughs> Not beget the bread, but... Merci. Beget like in the Bible. Um, I accept others as they are and they in turn accept me as I am. Which I think is a really good one uh, for for language learners because we do look so much to others and we we feel so judged. It matters little what others say. What matters is how I react and what I believe. Yes, limit does not exist. I have high self-esteem as I respect myself. I'm solution-minded. Any problem that comes up is solvable. Yeah, that's a good, that's another good language one. And then there's a few education ones that perhaps you can play around with, particularly in language. The first one being, I am a smart and capable language learner. Take it, I own it. <laughs> Sorry, I get, I get, I, I'm, I'm in my flow. Oh. <laughs> I grow with every word I say in a new language. 
I am soaking up new knowledge like a sponge. Yeah. And I think now, after this podcast, I would add to that, I am Bambi, gracefully soaring through every sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Galloping but- through the fields. So, so a little bit, a little bit hippie. How, how do you, how do you feel after, after this discussion? Are you feeling like, like we went a little bit too woo woo? Or are you feeling like there's, there's still, there's plenty of science behind this? I, I prefer the science part, like the last bit for me. Mm -hmm. I don't think that would work for me, but I like the kind of the, the growth mindset stuff and the grit stuff for me when there's like evidence. I'm like, cool. I know it's going to work. But like the other stuff for me, I'm like, do I really believe this? And like, you know, it's been like being hypnotized, right? If you, if you don't believe in hypnotism, when someone's trying to hypnotize you, it's not going to work. But if you're susceptible and you're open to the idea, then yeah, it's going to completely work. That is it really. You've got to be, you've got to be open to it. You've got to be, and that's not, that's not me saying to you listeners, you must be open to it, but it, you have to find your own, like you have to find your own way of addressing it in your mind, and and whether that comes from science or spiritual, yeah, you can you can choose with this. Which That's is nice. right. Yes, yeah, um, and and ultimately, there is science behind. There's a lot of science behind the idea of putting more positive thoughts in your mind, and particularly, no matter if you, you know, like even if you just say the mantra as a habit to stop yourself and just come get something different into your head when you are doubting yourself. Just that habit of turning that around is enough to stop you getting into a narrative and stop you staying in that fixed mindset of thinking you're stupid. And you are so, so capable. So this is our, I think it's a good final message really from us to, to our, to our language learners. And I know Lindsay, you've in, in your courses, you've got like little pep talks, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so let's end on a pep talk. Language learners, fluent fam, you are so capable. You are so ready. And I think as a piece of scientific evidence, you are listening to The Fluent Show and you're here with us and we're here with you supporting you. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. And Lindsay. Kevin Nepal, he's there as well. <laughs> Kevin Nepal. And us, and all of the cast of Mean Girls, perhaps not Regina George, we are here supporting you. And not the girl who wants it to be like in middle school, because she doesn't even go here. (laughs) She doesn't even go here. Lindsay, you've got uh, a new, you've got something new that you wanted to also mention to the listeners. I think it's a great time now, actually. So if you are, Mm. you know, you're looking for something new and you've, you've, we've, we've opened your mind with this whole podcast, open your mind and you're ready for something new and you're looking perhaps for a new resource also to play with and you've already got your italki sorted. Lindsay, where is a good place to look for a new resource if you want to try something new? Well, it's more than a resource. So if you go to lindsaydoeslanguages.com forward slash list, you'll be able to sign up and you'll get access to my free, free ultimate list of language learning resources, which I got to be honest, I was making for far too long because I, I, I was like, there's there's so much to add, so much to add. And so in the end, I'm like, I'm going to update this monthly. It's a Google Sheets file. 
So it's kind of constantly, you know, updated. You'll get access to those updates right away. And um, there's over 30 languages. There's a different sheet for each language with like, they're organized by like kind of key things. So like vocab, grammar, uh, reading, writing, speaking, listening, info, like general information on that language and courses as well. And uh, yeah, like all the links to, to get you started for a language you could possibly need. Oh my God. I'm signing up. Yeah. I'm signing Lindsay up. Lindsay does languages.com forward slash list. Bring you can it. sign up and get it too. Yes. And listeners, something that I'm going to do for you, if you are of the hippie uh, inclination or not necessarily hippie, but if you want to try out mantras for yourself, all the ones that we read out in the show today, I'm also going to put them on little cards, little graphics, going to have a little, little play around. And I'm going to make those downloadable for you so that when you sign up, you know, just look at the show notes, fluent.show slash 149. When you sign up, you can, you can actually download a few for yourself and then perhaps put them on your Instagram, put them on your phone background, print them out, carry them around with you, whatever you want. If you want to try the power of positivity in your pocket, it's got, it's going to be there for you as well. So ultimate list of language learning resources. Yeah. 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 At lindsaydoeslanguages.com slash list. And then in the show notes, fluent.show slash 149, I'm going to put the mantra, like a little mantra cards, mantra sheet for you as well. And that is it from us. Thank you so much for listening to The Fluent Show. As always, if you haven't left us a review yet and you are a listener on Apple, please do because there's not been any new reviews recently and everybody's going to think The Fluent Show sucks if you don't support us. So you have to tell people because that's how the iTunes store <laughs> judges us. So it, it really matters. Your reviews genuinely make a difference and help other people find The Fluent Show. So just give us five stars, perhaps two, three words. It's very, very much appreciated. And and as always, you can find me on Twitter at The Fluent Show. You can find Lindsay on Twitter at LD Languages. We are both on Instagram as well. So just hashtag The Fluent Show. Lindsay does languages. Kirsten underscore fluent. You know the score. It's all on the internet there for you as well. And I wish you a wonderful rest of the week. Enjoy greetings from Korea. Greetings from Canada. Goodbye, and we're signing off as always in our languages. It's goodbye from me, Hulvar, and goodbye from Lindsay. Adios, annyeong ikaseyo. Thank you for listening to The Fluent Show. Don't forget that you can send us your comments and questions to be answered on the show to Kirsten, that's K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.co.uk. Or you can find us on Twitter at The Fluent Show. We're always so excited to hear from you. We read every message. Don't forget to review us. See you next week.